Welcome to Free Talk Live. It's the Friday show. I am Ben Armani and here with Alex. Half a day. Half a day to you. Half a day to you, Alex. Half a day to you, Ben. That's like our Aloha. Aloha here in Saipan in the Northern Marianas Islands where we are coming to you at Saturday morning here. Again, a beautiful day. It's almost like I I don't have to say that it's a beautiful day. Is it going to get not beautiful? It rained a little bit, but it's like 10 minutes of rain. There are brief rain showers that come by every now and again. Yeah, but otherwise... A cloud comes over. (laughs) A single... 10 minutes later, it passed the island and back in the middle of the ocean, just like us. It's a single solitary rain cloud, but there are typhoons and whatnot, and we're not... I'm not going to bring that evil on us. You know, we're still for right now. We're doing well. So we have enough evil brought upon us already. Agreed. Agreed. And and of course, we're going to talk about it. This is what this is the Friday night lockdown show. That's what this is. (laughs) You know, it's it's rare that a radio show that's on on Friday night in the U.S. is going to have probably the listenership that. Or, or that Free Talk Live on a Friday night has had the listenership that it's got to be having right now. Because people are locked down. Yeah. All over the country. Th- there are some places opening up. But I left from California. I bugged out here. And I read, what, yesterday, two days ago, Los Angeles mayor. Oh, no. Was it the mayor or the county? It's LA both. County. The, both the county and the mayor. They're all like, let's keep it shut down. Till you know. July. They said absolutely till July, which to me means way longer than July. Well, they walked it back a little. It was weird. They kind of like said, oh, like, you know, you guys are overreacting. We didn't mean it like that. And then they didn't really say, like, what did they not mean it like that? Yeah, I, I would like love fake to, I would... walked it back. Like, oh, like, don't overreact. Like, it, we're being responsible. Trust the science. Don't worry. Like, they trust the science. We're, we're going to talk about trust the science. I think this may be the trust the science Friday night lockdown episode. If you want to call in, you could t- talk about anything that you like. But it seems that this is the global topic. You can call in 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. I just woke up this morning, Alex, to, speaking of science or a lack thereof, Donald Trump launching, the name, man, Operation Warp Speed. You don't like that name? To get to the coronavirus vaccine. Somebody noted, which I thought was interesting, that the the irony is that he just happened to do that on the same day that uh, the... He was handed the flag for for the first time for the Space Force. Wow. So we've got the Space Force president announcing Operation Warp Speed for a vaccine as though... Well, I, when you said Operation Warp Speed, my thought was he's going to open up the economy. No, no, no. And it's Warp Speed me to get to the vaccine. Vaccines? This is about vaccines. And the idea here is that if we just throw enough money... And hopium, I guess it, it's 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 a mix of a mountain of hopium, that is the 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 hope drug, the drug of hope, and superstition, ignorance, and then money printer go burr, which it seems like is also about superstition and ignorance. Then that will somehow make a vaccine appear sooner, as if that's the way that science works somehow. 
It's wild. Absolutely. I mean, what's the fastest vaccine there's ever been? I heard something it was like 18 months or something. And yeah. even now, there's no vaccine for HIV. No. Is there any, I'm pretty sure there's no vaccine for MERS or SARS either. No. Like we, we don't have a good track record for corona vaccines and other challenging viruses. So it seems to me, end of the year, yeah, right. Well, let's talk about why there's not a vaccine for the coronavirus that we already are aware of, which is the quote-unquote common cold. The reason why is because I know the reason why. Then. No, the reason why is we haven't all come together as a global community to work for the common good. Right. It's all those, you know, libertarians and small government people are just stopping. And the, the evil capitalists, they don't want to work together. And that's why we haven't done it. If we all just, you know... Do a UN vaccine program. I'm sure we could get it in record time. Don't you think, Vin? Oh, yeah. And, of course, if we could also involve the military as well, because Trump announced that as well, that he's mobilizing the military right now to be sure that when they have the vaccine ready, that the military will be on hand to, quote, unquote, distribute it to the population. Because, of course... You really need the guns of the state to ensure that vaccines get delivered to people who need them. This is it's yeah, I would it's clear to me that this is like a a mental like almost like a psyops, right? Mm. They're just preparing you. It's like get the idea of like the military is going to be on the streets mm-hmm. in your head in advance because if you want to distribute something to everywhere in America, you'd use the post office. The post office is everywhere and tiny about, towns. How about just using the medical industry? There's places that hospitals? don't have hospitals or, I mean, like, look, we're in the U.S. Marion Islands, right? Okay. There's three populated islands. Yeah. There's no hospital in Tinian. There's no hospital in Rhoda. But you know what they do have? What do they have? They have a post office. Well, then put medical professionals from the health department at the post office. I'm just saying well, you, don't, can, you don't need to have... Guns, there's there's just no correlation for me of military and vaccination. I don't understand why you have to combine why the military is appropriate for it's delivering not, vaccines. It's not appropriate. And you know, when there's alternatives, right? If there were no post office, maybe I could understand. But when you already have a nationwide distribution shipping network, why do you... Why use like the military is not as widely dispersed as the post office or other federal agencies? The fact that they're bringing in the military to me seems I don't know. I, well, I'm becoming well, why, more and why more. Why do we need the military? Right, it, delivering medication to the. So let's talk about we. Okay, so we don't have whatever here. We don't have this vast medical infrastructure. But you don't need a vast medical infrastructure to give somebody one jab of a vaccine. You just, you, you don't. I mean, they they give at CVS and Rite Aid and Walgreens and all those major U.S., um, you know, pharmacies and drugstores, they give flu shots. Why not just, and they've got a heck of a infrastructure in terms of supply chains and the whole nine. They have a wide variety of products that come from all over the place. They're very good at doing this. Why not just allow them to do it? What, 
why do you need, right? It's for me, it's about this need. Like, why is that the appropriate agency? What is the need for the U.S. military to deliver a vaccine? Somebody's got to explain that to me. I think the need is the psychological preparation. The mm. military will be on the streets. Mm. And, you know, it's like uh, we're a peacekeeping force, right? Whenever you invade the country, we're here, we're a peacekeeping force, right? You don't say you know, we're here to oppress you. So if they say we're here to bring medicine, you know, there may be soldiers on the streets, but it's not because we're at war. It's because we're bringing medicine. Somebody call in and explain this military thing to me and why we need a military to deliver vaccines. 855-450-3733, free We already have a call. Maybe this gentleman, although judging by the name, I think perhaps he... He isn't going to talk to me about why uh, we need the military. Uh, Scott the Bigot is calling in from Florida. Uh, Scott, what say you, sir? How are you, gentlemen? Uh, really should be Scott the Empty Semite, but anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I didn't really want to talk about that. What I really want to talk about, if it's all right with you, uh, with this depression that we're in, the Second Great Depression, uh, your listeners, if they can afford it, should, should stock up on gold. If they can't afford gold, at least buy silver. And uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second, Scott. We will stay, stay, stay with us. I want to hear the whole whole reason why. It's, uh, I tend to agree with you, and we will uh, we'll talk to you when we come back from the break. We just got to go to a quick break, so stay on the line, and we will talk about why we need to buy gold uh, with Scott the Bigot. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, the Friday show from the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas Islands. Gosh, it's beautiful. I am Vin. It's Alex. Half a day to all of you. That is our aloha here on the island of Saipan. If you'd like to call in, you can talk about anything that you would like. The call-in number is 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE. You can also jump in and talk to us on Discord, on the Discord call-in lines. You can do that at discord.lrn.fm. Uh, we are going to, I think we're going to spend some time talking about different assets that you might want to invest in, perhaps, to shelter yourself from the the impending and basically assured and already happening economic disaster that we are in the midst of. I personally am a huge fan of Bitcoin. That's what I spend my days working on and have been for years. And of course, one of the stalwarts of the Bitcoin industry and a company that I have spent a lot of time working with and have a lot of admiration for is Bitcoin.com. And they have launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. 
Uh, so I prefer Bitcoin. It sounds like Scott the Bigot prefers gold. Uh, let's uh, let's hear let's hear from Scott. Scott was going to talk to us about why instead precious metals, as opposed to cryptocurrencies, is the way to go. Scott, go ahead and uh, expand on this so that we can understand good, where you're coming from. Good, good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, look, uh, I don't. I'm, first of all, let me begin. I'm not a fan of Bitcoin at all. I'm from the old school. I like gold and silver. If you can't afford gold, which is almost uh, $1,700 an ounce, I believe it really should be five grand an ounce. Really, $10,000 an ounce. I'm a gold bug. Uh, if you can't afford that, at least do yourself a favor. Buy silver. At least buy silver. You can get it for $20 a coin uh, uh, for a, uh, a silver eagle. Uh, look, America's, I'm not going to mince words. America's economy is on the verge of an economic collapse. Uh, we're, we're, we're facing a depression. And the Federal Reserve is printing trillions upon trillions upon trillions of worthless fiat currency. And you may say, well, how could it be worthless? Uh, the rate America's going, we're going to end up like Zimbabwe or uh, Venezuela. And that's not a stretch. If you feel that that can't happen, you're fooling yourselves. The United States is not immune to an economic depression, and we're, we're, we're facing it now. Look at the facts. Trillions of dollars spent. When the Fed doesn't print up trillions, what it does is it puts it on digital money. This fiat currency is like confetti, like toilet paper. Uh, I'm not a fan of Bitcoin. I don't, I don't like it. I like gold and silver because it's, it's tested the, the time of mankind. The early Egyptians used it. It's, no one ever went broke owning gold. And the best way, I, when I buy gold, I buy it in gold coin. I like U.S. Uh, $50 gold eagles. I purchase those. And uh, I believe that no question my investment will go up. And when the depression comes, and it's coming, make no mistake, it's coming very soon, uh, you're going to want gold and, like I say, at least buy silver. I'd like to also well, say that let me ask was, you this: yeah, why, yeah, why buy physical gold over paper gold? So, um, oh, whenever I, I buy gold, I always just buy yeah. like paper gold. Why do I want to pay for the storage and securing of gold and selling it? So now, when you say pay, just just so that the people are cl clear who might not know, when you say paper gold, you're basically talking about either deposit certificates or some other form of contract where some other custodian is holding onto the gold, and you're basically trading uh, the the certificate of either ownership or it could be a, a futures contract or something like that. That's what you're talking about, yeah. right, Alex? Okay. So, uh, Scott, what not. do you say to that? What do you say to that, Scott? Absolutely not. I hate that idea. I, I well, I think you're thinking of like spider. I want, I want tangible physical gold where you store and no one can take it away from you. You have Why it in your hands. Why can't they take it? They can go to your house. You, you can lose it. You can steal it. What if you need to yeah, move? That's true. Right? Say your that's state true. is terrible. You're in like New York or Illinois or something and, or, or your vent, right? You're moving across the world to someplace safer and more free. How do you take all your gold with you? Well, and, and let me that's Scott, the problem. Let me, let me let me address this because we we are not only having it looks like an economic crisis, but we are also having a. It looks like the state is becoming more totalitarian as the days go on. And if we look back into the last century, I mean, we have a clear example of uh, the Nazi regime, in fact, becoming uh, having quite the windfall from stealing the physical gold of the Jews who they. Uh, you know, sent off to the the camps. So uh, what say you to the idea that if you, let's say, 
We're going to be sent off well, to a FEMA camp. They're doing their door-to-door vaccinations. You know? this, this, this is what I'm asking. What is to say that how are you securing, Scott, your gold such that if a situation like that arose, that you would be able to prevent them from barging, barging into uh, your location and taking it? That's very legitimate. I agree. I want to ask you a question, and then you'll want you to answer it. I sure. keep mine in a safe deposit box. I've often wondered, worried, oh, that if, the bank, if there's a bank run, uh, I, oh, they can just confiscate your box. So I'm well, they considering, can. I know They've they can. It. i got to get a vault. And, and to answer your question, and I'll answer your question, anyone that can, the government can knock on your door for vaccination. They could knock on your door, say, we're searching your home, and yes, they could confiscate all your gold and silver. Yes, they could. Right. But they, and can't, that's the they, can't, take my, they can't take my Bitcoin. And they're not going to take the paper gold because that's what Wall Street uses. If they start messing with the paper gold, the lobbyists in Wall Street, the big boys who fund them, are going to say, whoa, 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 take the physical gold. This is just paper. You know, don't, don't rob us. Rob the people on Main Street who are hoarding the gold under their pillow. Our gold is in the market being put to use. Those people are just hoarding it. Those resources need to be confiscated to make, you know, it's like the uh, antibacterial silver. Let's confiscate some of that antibacterial silver to make some corona-free hand railings for the subway of <laughs> well, New York. Hold on. I, I, don't, I don't want to. The one thing that I don't want to do, Scott, is that I don't want to dismiss your point about the fact that uh, this fiat currency is a problem. I think that uh, maybe a basket of different things and things which people feel more comfortable with in terms of risk and, and that they feel that they can secure. I, I, I want to support you, Scott, in and I think people who are interested and feel the most comfortable with physical uh, precious metals should definitely go down that path. And I, I appreciate you waking people up, uh, you know, as we are trying to do to the fact that this the, the uh, economic uh, charade that's going on with fiat is a real problem. What's very scary in this country is that uh, uh, coupled with the economy, I am so frightened of our government uh, with, with, with its overreach and vaccinations that they could, they, could, they could enact any law they want on the books, knock on your door, confiscate this, say it's under this or whatever. It's very, very scary. And we are, and make no mistake about it, we, we do have a totalitarian government. We do have... Oops, uh, sorry, sorry there, uh, Scott. Thank you for your call. We just are, are about to go. We will have more when we come back right here on Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. Oh, man. It is the Friday night show, but it is Saturday for us. It's Saturday morning because we are in Saipan. We're in the future, baby. We're in the future. So we are speaking to you from Saturday morning. And let me tell you, Saturday morning, yeah, it's just as much totalitarianism as it was Friday night. Yep. Same (laughs) amount. Hmm. Uh... We just, 
I would love to hear from you in terms of where you are at to the listeners out there, how things are going, where you are. I know it's different in a lot of different places. It's pretty laid back. Although we have on paper, we have a lot of the same regulations that are in the rest of the United States in terms of the lockdown. In practice, it's a lot more well, chill Don't here. put me in the same box as Cuomo. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have the restaurant bans, the bar bans, and the curfew. Those are like big things, but we've never had a shelter-in-place order. We've right. always been able to leave our house, you know, hang out, do stuff like that. And we don't have mandatory masks, and we can still get haircuts. Right, right. So, if, uh, we, we'd love to hear how it is where you are. You can call us in 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. You can also reach out on the Discord line. That is discord.lrn.fm. We're, we were talking at the break about the economic part of this is really important. Um, they're talking about UBI, uh, but instead of UBI, let's do this in a little more of a, a, a voluntary way. And Intercoin may be the solution to that because thanks to Intercoin, every member of a community can receive a periodic airdrop of money they can use on necessities. This type of UBI can be funded by outside donors or by the community democratically voting to gradually inflate their internal money supply. Community currencies powered by Intercoin enable communities to help their own without waiting for the federal government and without disincentivizing paid work. The arrangement is completely voluntary and democratic. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space in real life. We think it's important here on Free Talk Live, so important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. So if you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's at intercoin.org. Alex, at the break, you were telling me that... I was pushing back. Well, as as you tend to do uh, at, at certain times, which this one might be accurate, you don't think that we are in an inflation period? You don't think that this money printing is necessarily as bad as maybe... Well, it's definitely bad. Okay. I think the biggest problem the society faces in all areas is that we've managed to decouple consequences from actions. Go on. And that's from as far as, you know, you can't fire people or you get sued. Right. You know, you you don't study for the test, but the teacher has to pass you. Everyone has to pass. Everyone's a winner. You know, this, this mentality of there cannot be consequences because everyone's equal. They deserve equal results. If they're not getting equal results, there's some kind of systematic oppression. Okay. And thus, we must, you know, counter that by eliminating consequences. Okay. So in that same realm, I mean, it's it's unrelated in financial terms, but it's this overarching theme of the modern world is that there seem to be no consequences. Hmm. All of these jurisdictions, whether it's Italy or Illinois, they borrow way too much money, but there's no consequence. They can still keep borrowing more hmm. because someone's securing their debt and the system keeps going and going. So while I do agree that the spending of the U.S. is unsustainable, the printing is unsustainable, and it's definitely bad, I'm not convinced that the outcome, at least in the short term, will be bad, especially in the case of America. 
as the world's reserve currency and as the economy that's the largest in the world and has the the greatest potential to bounce back people are going to be selling their euros their yen their rmb and converting it to dollars if you're going to buy if you have a bunch of cash sitting around you're a wealthy person or business around the world do you want to hold the currency that's the world reserve currency that trades oil that's the biggest economy in the world mm-hmm. or do you want to hold your local you know pretty wildly mediocre country currency well but this is but the reason why it's wildly mediocre is you know this money still comes from sovereign debt so there still has to be people within the economy who are willing to fundamentally through treasury bonds or bills to fundamentally to loan the government money in the hopes that they will you know be able to make a return if there's inflation so in other words if i loan you a hundred dollars but and i say okay you got to pay this back to pay pay me back uh you know 120 dollars in 10 years from now and 10 years from now it's that that the 120 dollars is the equivalent of like 10 cents then that's a really bad bet for me right so that's what inflation yeah but if you had to bet which currency is going to maintain its value best in the world? This is the this is the interesting thing, right? History would tend to say that it's going to be the U.S. dollar. But just two days ago or three days ago, the Bureau of Labor Statistics released – this is from the Chicago Tribune. Grocery prices see biggest monthly increase in nearly 50 years. Basically, uh, the biggest monthly increase in 50 years was last month. The index for meat – Poultry, fish, and eggs increased the most among food groups, rising 4.3%. A separate index... <gasps> 4% rise? Well... What are we going to do? A separate index for eggs alone, eggs increased 16.1% in terms of the price. So you're telling me the eggs went from $2 to $2.40? Yeah, well, that makes a huge difference when you're talking about, no. you know, bulk. Bulk. It's... Because it's not just eggs. Like, eggs go into other items as well. And so you... you, I mean, that's a, that is a lot. And regardless, that's inflation. Well, this is a one-month inflation likely related to, I guess, the supply shock, right? All these farm workers can't go to work. The meat factories are having supply problems caused largely by... These are like government-enforced supply problems by locking people in their house. This is less worth. If the inflation was related to printing trillions of dollars, that would be one thing. But it seems that they're, based on all of the money printing that's been done this century, right? Mm-hmm. What did we start the debt with this century? A few trillion dollars. A few trillion, yeah. And we added maybe $20 trillion in the last 20 years. And we've seen record low inflation for this 21st century, despite printing more money and probably been printed in the history of the world, I would guess. Well, and to be fair, also in this same story, year over year in April, gas prices in the Chicago area were actually down 37.1%. So I think there are a lot of factors at play here. And and to some degree, I'm going to agree with you on the fact that we're in such an unprecedented time and there are so many factors going on that the money printing, were it to happen in a vacuum might be doing something different, but I would tend to agree that since globally everybody's behaving in the same manner, it may not be such a bad thing for the U.S. to be doing this right now. I mean, it, 
relative, relative, right? Uh, it's it's a bad thing, but the consequences will not be so bad. That's right. how I'd phrase it. Right. Yeah, I think that that's and even in the long run, it's unclear. The short run, it seems pretty likely that there won't be severe inflationary consequences. We didn't see any in the last financial crisis, right? And this one, I think, is going to be even more bullish for the U.S. Because do you want to be in Europe right now? Do you want to when you're already facing the uh, economy with one percent growth like they're cheering yes we're positive this year you know if you're like a business person operating that and now it's the post-covid world you're going to get out of there people are going to be rushing into america like never before because you know that's where else can you go the whole world i mean they're if we're worried about ubi imagine you're in europe and you're a business there you're thinking oh my goodness with the juicy welfare states right. we have here right. who's going to go back to work ever again well i think that this is something that we are definitely going to get into coming up is we're going to talk about when will we be going back to work? when will anybody be going back to work i think everybody would like to know we'd like to know from you It's Free Talk Live, the Friday night lockdown. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm Vin. It's Alex. We're coming to you live from Saipan in the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas Islands. We would love to hear from you today, this evening, I guess it would be for many of you. Call in number 855 450 3733. That's 855 450 free, as in freedom. We have been talking about the economics. Freedom, what's that? <laughs> I'm starting to forget, you know, it's it's terrible. When will the lockdowns end? I think that's something that a lot of people have been asking. And there's now considerable pushback. I mean, we were talking before the show started about Elon Musk and how he said, nah, I'm opening my factory in Alameda, a lot of people are pushing back by simply opening licensed legal businesses. It's so crazy to me, this idea that, you know, the government can say, all right, in order for you to do business here, you need to uh, register your business. You need to get a business license. You need to pay all these taxes. But the idea that the quote unquote social contract which you're actually signing if you go through and do all of these things and pay. Like the contract is, if you do these things, then you can keep your business open according to these rules. But for then somebody extra judiciously, extra legally to just say some governor uh, or county health, like not even elected, a county health official to simply say, oh, no, no, that's over. That's over. You can't open. It's crazy. But I like to really, uh, you know, go zoom in on this Elon Musk thing. Okay, right? let's do it. It's very rare to see billionaires and like people who, you know, because it's easy. People think billionaires don't have much to lose, right? Well, they've it's, got billions to lose. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> right? they can lose. Elon could lose 10 billion and not even notice in terms of lifestyle, right? And that is right. true from a. Right. Uh, you know, consumption material perspective. On the other hand, who's usually the one leading the protests, right? Many of these people storming mm. the Capitol are the ones who their business is about to close. It's mm-hmm. never going to open again. 
you know, put me in jail because I don't have food anyways. So、mm-hmm. at least if I go to jail, I can be fed. Where this guy, he just keeps his mouth shut. He just reiterates the talking points. He's going to keep getting his, you know, solar tax credits, renewable energy car You're saying tax credits. If, if government. Elon Musk wasn't doing what he's doing, right? That if、I'm、he saying, was taking that 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 route. Basically, you keep your mouth shut. We'll give you billions of dollars、right. okay. in money, and he's saying, you know, I'm going to give up these billions of dollars. I'm not someone who, you know, what do I have to lose by? Pro- They say the most dangerous man is someone with nothing to lose. Right? Exactly. He has everything to lose. Yes. He's like, a, you know, modern day like hero. Right, he's gonna save the world. He's gonna like take us to Mars. He's some super genius. He's a darling of like people all around the world. He's gonna risk his reputation, his legacy, and billions of dollars to fight for freedom. Well, and, but and, but but let me push back on that a little bit because what are you doing? What are you risking? Well, hold on. Let me push back on this just a little bit. What you just described. And I think that this would be fair to say about Elon Musk. I don't think that this is unfair. Is that he could be diagnosed as having a messiah complex? Somebody who says, "I'm going to save the world with renewable energy, taking people to another planet,、uh, interfacing them with AI so it doesn't take over. Only I know what the full risks are. Nobody ever listens to me. I can save the world. I can do all of this." And now, when he's talking about with Joe Rogan that he's giving away all of his possessions, selling his houses, his possessions aren't important. All of this, this it, he may be completely, let's say, benign and genuine in all of this, and it may, he may have the best of intentions. But that also sounds like a messiah complex to me, and that to me, when it gets corrupted, you get somebody like a Bill Gates who believes, oh, I need to vaccinate the world at all costs, and. Is one of the reasons why that narrative is one of the reasons why we're in the lockdown in the first place. So, while I admire Elon Musk for what he's doing in the moment, color me a bit skeptical about where this goes in the future if this gives him more cachet in the public. Well, I'm I'm with you that if he starts to become destructive, push back on him. Right. But right now, when he's being attacked by the media, the establishment,、mm-hmm. all of that, for Doing something actually useful, right? You can be attacked by the media for nothing.、Mm-hmm. Most people attacked by the media, they just, you know, step out of line just one tiny bit.、Mm-hmm. Like、uh, Liam Neeson, he、right. talks about like you know, he he had these fantasies of like avenging his friend who was raped, and they're like, how dare you have violent fantasies、right. of avenging your friend? You're a bad person, and it's just like, are you kidding me? The average person is totally like. Thought about like doing some violent revenge at least at one point in their life. He just like is brave enough to admit it on TV, and now they demonize him. Well, my, my I, I, so I guess I have a couple of of issues. Is that when things like this first start, you basically don't have the establishment people. So Elon Musk did not come out early talking about why this was all a problem. He did. Did he? Be,、uh, he was saying, he? yeah. He said we're not going to close Tesla factories. But he、this、did. This is not. Signif- they made him. From the very beginning, he had said, "This is. But, you guys but are this blowing is, this out this of proportion." This is kind of my point. This is my point. My point is that what you have in the initial of this is you have people who are known and celebrities 
99% of them amplify the establishment narrative. Remember the singing about things and Madonna in her tub and all of these. Now those people all look really dumb. They look well, really they dumb. They always look really dumb. The, the thing is they don't always look really dumb. Most of the time, it, you know, it goes through the cycle and they've done their little virtue signal and they were on the right side of history most of the time. If that wasn't the case, the celebrities wouldn't act that way. Right? They, they, they're, they're making a bet. They're making a bet. And they probably, most of them figured, oh, it's going to be the two weeks. Right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be like a flu or whatever, and then everything will be okay. I think people got, people got snowed in this whole thing. And it's something that I want to talk about, especially since I've been working on code. I've been coding pretty relentlessly for the last week. And so when this thing came out about Neil Ferguson's model the model that said all these millions of people were going to die and the code ended up getting revealed and released out, the code that was used to, to make this imperial college model that was done by Neil Ferguson that was used by the U.S. government and the U.K. government and the reason why these lockdowns are happening in the first place has been absolutely skewered at this point, that it's just BS. It's complete BS and... You know, there's a great on lockdown skeptics. There's a great code review that we can go into some pieces of it, but I think that it's important. People need to talk about this. It's you're saying it's BS because the code was full of bugs. The it didn't make any sense. I will like give the you the 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 biggest pull out of here is the quote that I like the most is, "What it is doing is best described as Sim City without the graphics. It attempts to simulate household, schools, offices, people, and their movements." And then it talks about why it's basically just like a randomized video game. There is yeah, no like rhyme or reason. The inputs to it. are feeding into the outputs, are feeding into the inputs. It's like just you can't do that. All these things are like you know a basic statistics high school student could tell you does not make sense. They're doing and the code is full of bugs and all of that. And this is the model that we should trust. The well, experts. and they're saying this is they say trust science means trust this model, which is completely unscientific that any – this is to me where the weirdness comes in, is that now we're saying trust – if it really was about trust science – It's doublespeak. Thank you. It is really Orwellian what's happening right now because what we've trusted and what they're still operating off of for these lockdowns, they're still going off this model, dude. Like, the, the government policy is still being based on this model. It's like they can't give it up, even though it's clearly it's, been shown. Yeah. I mean, look at Sweden. Look at Brazil. Look at all the Belarus. They, didn't, they have, like, parades and hockey games. You'd think half the country would be dead based on these they're models. Not. And they're... Well, because the models are... The models are BS. Uh, the models were used here. They, uh, they still haven't gotten the memo yet here. That even even though it's like as clear as day, and we can talk about they just released what some of those numbers were, and it's not even they're not even addressing the fact that like it didn't even get it's so far that it's like it's it's a mind bl it's it's at the level of absurdity, and somebody's head needs to roll figuratively, figuratively somebody's head needs to roll over this. If you, oh, we'd love to hear from you on this eight five five four fifty free as in freedom eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Give us a call. It's free talk live. Oh, 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 
Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's the Friday show. I am Vin. It's Alex. Half a day to all of you. That is our Aloha, the equivalent of Aloha, here in the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas Islands as we come to you from what is a Saturday morning here in Saipan. If you'd like to talk to us, probably your evening there, Friday evening, you can do so. Call in numbers 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE, or you can reach out to us on the Discord line. That's discord.lrn.fm, and you can pop right in on the Discord app. You can talk about anything that you want to talk about, anything at all. We've been having some interesting conversations here during the during the last few minutes. And maybe it's something that we can pick up and talk a little bit about. We were talking about how flawed the Neil Ferguson, this is Imperial College, how flawed his code has been shown to be. They released it onto GitHub. Uh, this is well. They didn't release it onto GitHub. That's the first thing, right? Oh, a heavily modified derivative of it that was upgraded for over a month by a team from Microsoft and others. So basically, they went in and massaged his terrible code for a month to make it not look as bad. But, but it's yet, essentially it was still the as same. Yeah. It's essentially the same. They said, and it turns out well, it was. It was full of holes and didn't work. So in that regard, it was essentially the same. Well, and from what they say is that the original program was a single 15,000-line file that had been worked on for a decade. A single 15... Now, I am a professional software developer. That is what I do for a living. The idea that you could work on a piece of software that is this important, a piece of software that could send the entire world into lockdown that could destroy the global economy for perhaps generations to come to be a paradigm shift in terms of totalitarianism the world around and it's based on a single file that is 15,000 lines and is has is being called SimCity without the graphics it's this is from uh, lockdownskeptics.org code review of Ferguson's model the person here says that their background, they've been writing software for 30 years. They worked at Google between 2006 and 2014, where I was a senior software engineer working on Maps, Gmail, and account security. Just to give some people some idea of what is even required, you should go and look up what the Google interview process is. So to be a senior software engineer working on Maps and Gmail is pretty impressive. This person says they spent the last five years at a U.S.-U.K. firm where I designed the company's database pro- product, amongst other jobs and uh, projects. 
this is their professional opinion, but basically they just say that this is just, it's absolutely terrible. It says all papers based on this code should be retracted. This is in the conclusions. All papers based on this code should be retracted immediately. Imperial's modeling efforts should be reset with a new team that isn't under Professor Ferguson and which has a commitment to replicable results with published code from day one. On a personal level, I'd go further and suggest that all academic epidemiology be defunded. This sort of work is best done by the insurance sector. Insurers, insurers employ modelers and data scientists, but also employ managers whose job it is to decide whether a model is accurate enough for real-world usage and professional software engineers to ensure model software is properly tested, understandable, and so on. Academic efforts don't have these people, and the results speak for themselves. The biggest problem, one of the biggest problems that's pointed out in this report is that it's basically completely random. So instead of having reproducible results, which is the very definition of science, that is the definition of science, is that in order for something to be scientifically sound, an experiment has to be reproducible, that you follow the instructions, that the procedure that is laid out, and you will get fundamentally, if not exactly the same result. Certainly when it's, you're talking about software, you should be getting exactly the same result. The same inputs should give you the same outputs. In other words, if your variable that you input is the lockdowns begin on day X and you change no other variable, when you put back in that same variable, you should get the same result. Well, this, this was worse than that. Go ahead. Running it on two different computers could get different results based on the CPUs of the computer. It's just... Which is like, that is mind-boggling. If your computer's CPU is determining how the model is run, not the speed, right? Obviously, if you have a more powerful computer, the model can compute faster. Faster, but it shouldn't get the the different results. result. It should be the same result. Faster time. This was giving different results based on the CPU architecture, how many cores, all that kind of stuff. I, I can't tell you how... They even messed up a random number generator. That's like computer science 101. It's, this, is, this is about as bad as it gets. You, you would be... It, it, this, it's, it, in, in some ways, it's, it's, almost, uh, it's almost too much for me. Let's, let's go to the phones before I get to... It's, it's <laughs> because it's too close to my heart. As a software engineer, this is way too close to my heart. Let's go to uh, Tom in, in, uh, in Hudson. He's in Hudson, New Hampshire. Tom, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the news about, you know, last March where uh, Breonna Taylor was murdered by the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department. Right. And it's like uh, mind-boggling what they're saying in the news that the boyfriend... Kenneth Walker uh, says uh, he thought that the police officer, see, he's accused of shooting an attempted murder of a law enforcement officer. He's Mm -hmm. uh, accused of uh, saying saying that he he thought the police officer was an intruder. Well, during a drug raid, duh, the police officers are intruders. I mean, I mean, they're trying to brainwash people into forgetting, you know, like, oh, but Brianna Taylor, uh, she was sleeping. She was an innocent person. Well, excuse me, but drug dealers are not any less innocent just because they're selling uh, drugs to 
persons who want to buy them anyway. Uh, what's disturbing is another news story about how, uh, this is from WAVE Channel 3 News website, uh, that uh, there's uh, police, that there's threats circulating uh, from various groups. Uh, quote, it says they will target not only officers but their families too, unquote. That is disturbing. They should not, uh, the angry citizens should not go out and attack the innocent family members of the law enforcement officers. Uh, quote, one of the attorneys for Taylor's family, Sam Aguiar, said threats to police officers are not a form of justice, unquote. And that also is true. Threats to police officers are not a form of justice. They are the threat of justice. Uh, one of the uh, gripes in the Declaration of Independence, by the way, uh, they're blaming the British, uh, it refers to the Redcoats, quote, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. That sounds unquote. familiar. That sounds real familiar. Yeah, that, that's what, you know, and the argument, they're, they're trying to brainwash everybody, it's like, or they're thoroughly brainwashed into forgetting, we, we've got to get over the brainwashing and tell it like it is, you know, black lives matter, people's lives matter, and cops' lives don't matter. The excuse that they're, oh, they killed her, even if she was firing at them with a gun, they were intruders, just like if you and I are trying to rob an armored car. You know, we don't have the right to kill the guards when they draw their weapons. You know, yes, so, so this is a this is a, a, a very good point, Tom, and, and, and thank you for the call, but... That is what the monopoly on the use of violent force means. The monopoly on the use of violent force, which is the definition of the state, according to Max Weber, is that, yeah, you do get to be the one who uh, kills somebody without any repercussions, and welcome to the state. Yeah, that badge is a license, right? The badge is it's a license to do a whole lot of things, including a license to kill, as we've seen. Thank you for the call, Tom. Still needs to be said, though. Uh, you can call us, talk about anything you want, right here, Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's the Friday show. I'm Ben. It's Alex. You can call in, discuss anything you'd like. 855-450-3733 is the call-in number. 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. Or you can reach us on the Discord call-in lines, discord.lrn.fm. And just to let you know, the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. And you can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DiviProject.org. Now, Alex, I am personally someone who is very much about, well, of the voice and exit, I'm very much about the exit. I spend my days creating solutions 
that enable people, much like Divi, does to opt out. If they don't like the state, they can opt out. They don't like the idea of the monopoly of violence, as we were talking about before we uh, before we went to the break. But you, you you see things a little bit differently. We were we were discussing here during the break. So is opting out? Should we do? Must we rage against the machine? This is the question, or is the solution to just opt out? Uh, well, I think there is an overlap to some of them, right? Is I think one of the best ways you can put pressure is to leave. So if you're in New York, what are you doing? Right. You're in Illinois. What are you doing? L.A. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I was in Southern California. Yeah. I packed up my family. I'm here. What did he do? He did the right thing. He said, I'm going to go. I'm going to vote with my feet. Mm -hmm. And as more and more, and that's probably going to be the best outcome of this whole COVID-19 tyranny, Mm -hmm. is that people are going to start leaving. It's the final, the straw that broke the camel's back. If the regulations, the tax, the constant complaints of the people in those areas were not enough. they like never-ending push. Give them one inch, you know, they'll take a mile. wasn't enough. I think this will be the final straw saying, why am I in L.A. locked down for three months when I can go to Texas, I can go to Florida? Man, three months minimum. Or you could come to the Marianas Islands. We actually have Creighton in Louisville who's on the listen line. He's asking... He want, he's got some questions about the Marianas, so maybe the, this is a this is an opportunity for us to spread the good word. Uh, it seems apropos. Creighton, how's it going, buddy? I'm all right. How you guys today? Pretty good, pretty good. It's a beautiful day here in the Marianas. So Another you, day in paradise. Exactly. You were asking about, or you wanted to know what you wanted to know some logistics here, some freedom, some liberty logistics of the Marianas. So what do you got for us? Yes, I have for the past several months been researching a non-U.S. territory, like outside of the United States, kind of not the United States, where I could go if everything really hit the fan. You don't feel that everything's and, already hit the fan, Creighton? Like, how, how what what would be what would be more of everything hitting the fan than uh, almost all of the United States being placed on house arrest without a single law being passed by any legislature? What could be more hitting the fan than that? Okay. Well, I could argue that point because where I am, it is actually against the law for me to walk outside of my house. But I have done it every single day. I go in public. I pass the cops. I wave at them. They don't care. It really depends on where you live. But okay. that not that said, it could get worse here. It really could. I, I can accept that. But um, I was researching in places I could store gold and silver bullion in a non-bank facility. Mm-hmm. And these, these places do exist. And, of course, I want it to be a non-bank facility because I don't want my gold, gold confiscated if the president decides to have another... Uh, bank holiday like they did in uh, back in 1933 right. um, and take everybody's gold. So that would be a bad idea. Um, and I've looked at New Zealand. I've looked at Singapore. And I want to know, you, you guys have, compla- have, 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 uh, have noted that the Marianas Islands are the freest place that a U.S. citizen could actually be and still technically be in the United States. I want to know if such a facility exists, what would you think about that? I mean, because I've actually looked at New Zealand, and I cannot bring my guns there. 
which right. annoys right. me. Uh, um, and there are easily a dozen places that I can rent a, a high-quality storage unit with a safe that would I could hold guns, gold, whatever. And it, uh, anywhere, uh, in, like a lot of different states in the United States are like that. But the problem, of course, is that they're still in the United States. Well, let me ask um, you, are you, are you planning to, do you want to do this because you want to move to this location? Because it seems to me that if you're just sending your gold and weapons somewhere, but you're going to stay in the U.S., it's not really useful if you can't get out of the U.S. and if, it, and if you can't get your gold and weapons back. Seems like you would want to be in the place that you're going to store your gold and weapons, no? Well, yes and no. It, the The idea is to be have a, an established, an economically established place to go to if things really go bad, as in martial law, civil unrest. You know the things that I wouldn't want are, to hang are, around. Is for. the U.S. not already under martial law? No. No, it's no? not. That's, what this do you is call it? Yeah, can't yeah, leave yeah, you stay at yeah, home yeah, orders? Just, what are those called? Yeah, you, you just told us that it is technically, although it's not being enforced, it is technically illegal for you to 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 walk out of your house. What I, I it's the it's mind-boggling to me that governor, you don't think stuff has hit the fan at this point. The opinion of the governor's office right. is, is is an enforceable opinion. About as enforceable as the U.S. Supreme Court. Still an opinion. Okay. It only matters when the police, as a whole, agree. Once that happens, it's martial law, and it might now, be where you live, but it's not where I live. Right. So I'm going well, to. I can I'm, promise I, you I, that I, enforcement I, is uh, more lax here than where you. Yeah. Are. Yeah. And I, I appreciate. I appreciate the call, Creighton. I, I don't know about the answer to uh, the uh, storing gold or, or weapons here if you're not going to be here. But what I do want to say in terms of this idea of if it really gets bad, I think one of the things, and we were talking about this earlier to, today between the two of us, is people need to go back and look through history, uh, particularly go, and at this point, it's like, look at the German Jews, the ones who did realize that it was bad and left. If you don't think it's bad enough, you know, as we've talked about, the president is already talking about mobilizing the military in order to give uh, vaccines. You've already got National Guard mobilized and paid for. When it goes to, quote, unquote, martial law, where the guns of the state are, are being used to enforce it and it's National Guard, it will be overnight. It will be too late by then. It will be overnight that it happens. It's, it's, you've got to get out before it happens, not because when it is too bad, you can't get out. We'll, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have more. You can always get out in the body bag. <laughs> Or you can just acquiesce. Uh, we're not acquiescing, and we won't censor you. 855-450-3733. We'd love to hear from you. Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you get the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com.
Free Talk Live. We are here in the glorious Northern Marianas Islands, specifically the island of Saipan. Half a day to all of you. I am Vin. It's Alex. We would love to hear from you. We've had some great callers today. 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE. We're talking about liberty. And for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses. We're helping build one. Liberty.menu. Liberty.menu is a tool for your community at its core is a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network so you can connect and share with others. Use of liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. That is liberty.menu utilizing code FTL. Well, I had said that we would love to hear from you and that we won't censor you, but I guess someone out there feels like I I don't live up to that principle of of not censoring people. Uh, James in Arizona. Here's going to be the deal, though, James. I am not going to censor you, but... We still need to have a coherent show here, and I would still like to have a discussion. So let's do this. Hit us with one insult and one question, and, and then, then, and then, then we'll after answer. you can hit the next insult right. and the next question. Right, and we will try not to drag out the, the answers so that you can have... You know what? Even if this goes most of this segment, we will, we will take your call, James. We want to hear what you have to say. So, James... I wouldn't well, go that far. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I, I do. I do. Welcome to the show. Go ahead with the one insult to start and the one question, and we will rock and roll. James, how's it going? All I ever have asked is to let Whip give his opinion on the freest show on talk radio, of which, speaking of censorship... That's exactly what you did last week, Vin. And that's the God's honest truth, because I don't lie on the public airways everywhere, ever. Let alone insult people unless they've been insulted. I never, ever engage in ad hominem attacks, but when it's done to me, I can do it better than anybody. But anyway, uh, speaking of, uh, your callers have been profoundly stupid, as is your hyperbole. And that's not an insult, that's a fact. We don't live in a country of martial law. There is no such thing as a libertarian... Uh, answer to a real-world pandemic, not pandemic, but when I hear people talk about the Overton window and PSYOPs and the military and martial law and they, the government did this and did that, it sounds to me like somebody named Alex believes the government caused this on purpose, which it didn't. Chinese Corona Communist Party caused it. Not anybody in the United States. I'm enjoying my day at the state park with thousands of people here. We're not under martial law. In fact, things couldn't be better except for the places being closed and people losing their businesses because there's a lot of people that probably would have died if this stuff hadn't been going on. I don't like anybody else says, Vinny. By the way, your freedom is protected by the U.S. military that will shoot any incoming fire if the Mariana Islands is invaded. Some martial law, huh? Uh-oh. 
Uh, okay, so I guess let's I guess start off let's, with, let's let's well let's no hold on let's 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 start off, hold on let's start off let's work backwards. So you could say that the Marianas Islands are quote unquote protected by the U.S. military, or you could look out the window in the morning like I do and see the two Sherman tanks in the lagoon out in front of me. That is the mark of when the U.S. military invaded Saipan bombed it to the ground basically to the to the point where most of the trees that are here are not native trees because the US military effectively deforested killed a a significant portion of the local population and now has this as a possession of empire so yes we can say that uh, the U.S. military will. I mean, it's 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 just like if a, a plantation owner would protect his right, slaves on his plantation now? from somebody coming and stealing the slaves off the plantation. That doesn't mean that the slaves are being protected by the plantation owner. So that's. I mean, that's that's going to be uh, mine. Do you? Do well, you I would push back ahead. before. I would say that the U.S. was mostly killing Japanese here, and they sort of liberated the locals. I mean, you could say that first the Japanese came in and created their plantation. Then the U.S. said, you know, we want this plantation and liberated it from the Japanese. But it's, it's the people of Saipan voted to join the U.S. They were independent and they had the option, do you want to join? And because they voted on joining, they were able to negotiate a pretty good deal. So I think it's a little different than like a place like Guam or Philippines or Puerto Rico or other former or current U.S. territories but I think your point that, you know, are they protecting us is a, a valid question. And look around. There's a ton of islands in the Pacific. You know, where's China? Why isn't it invading that? Micronesia, the Federation of Micronesia is an independent nation. It's close by. We're in Micronesia. The U.S. military is not protecting the Federation, the Micronesian Federation. Well, Why are no, they under threat? To, uh, well, it's a sphere of influence. It's as a sphere of influence, but that's the U.S. military protecting its own territory that it claims. Just like Hillary Clinton said that the Pacific Ocean should be called a, a you know, is basically an American lake, and and will be defended that way. Just be, empire is not an excuse. That's because there is an empire is not saying that that you are protected because you are a a a, uh, if a not subject for, of the empire. If we weren't part of the U.S. military, there'd be no threat. The only reason that China would be interested in the U.S. Mariana Islands is because it's near Guam, That's a it. major military outpost. The only reason they're interested in Guam is because it's a major military outpost. So you take the military out of Guam, they could care less about Saipan, a little tiny There's island nothing here. in the middle of the Pacific, no natural resources beyond you know beauty and the people and all that kind of stuff. But there's dozens of islands in Micronesia that have those. So it's that would be my counterpoint to the, you know, we're only here because the U.S. is protecting us. The only reason we need to be protected is because the U.S. military is here, in Guam specifically. So go ahead, James. Well, I would say it's about time since you hit the censor button. And I... I, I, I didn't. You've been, what, you've been live this whole no, time, you buddy. Shame, you shameful of you of what you... Of all the nonsense you both said. But what I would agree with Alex is, yes, the, middle, the Sherman tanks were there, and they were welcome when they came into town. And uh, that's not that's there. not the because that's not the history of Saipan, unfortunately, of, my to friend. Speak of the evil empire of Japan had some reason to take Saipan. They were genocidal mass murderers. Unlike the beloved U.S. military, has never committed mass murder against the Saipanese 
or anywhere that it took over in our lifetimes. Uh, Vinny, you were a contemptible human being with the things you just said. Again, you didn't respond to any of the pandemic stuff, the nonsense you guys well, did. I'm trying to give you time. I'm trying to You're give you time. Good. You've sp- spoken far more than I did. But do well, give it is his show, right? To the fact of the matter is the reason why my state has been in lockdown at all is because of a Corona Chinese Communist Party. And it's one rule party state totalitarian government that if the United States military weren't where it is protecting your sorry staffs of practice, yes, China would take Taipan, they take Taiwan, and they take a lot of other things like the evil empire Japan did back in the day when my dad was your age, Alex, and he could have ended up in Saipan instead of the Ardennes Forest if a paper pusher had just put him somewhere else. You guys are contemptible human beings. You make liberty okay, and the fight for liberty look like a joke. The way you speak of the U.S. government and the peoples that make your, protect your sassafrasses. And by the way, about Bitcoin, how do you buy it and what do you keep on saying it's worth? Isn't it the almighty dollar you keep on saying it's worth? Because it's not backed up by anything other than the U.S. dollar. That's what you bought it with, and that's what your money changes. The- I, 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 don't, oh, I, haven't bought, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't bought Bitcoin in years. So, yeah, we're going to break. I actually haven't bought Bitcoin in years, and I've you said... buy it with your labor. Yeah, right? I, I, I earn Bitcoin, and I work for it, but I do sell it for U.S. dollars. So uh, go ahead, call us, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, the Friday show. Call in 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. You can talk about anything that you want. With myself, I am Vin. And Alex. We are coming to you from the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas Islands, Saipan, in the middle of the Pacific, to be specific. Alex, you were telling me about all of the compact of association the various different deals of empire that are going on here have we found an island that the u.s has not entered into a a, has not made into a vassal state in the general region i had said fiji did you see any it's fiji on that list are they independent or is are the are is everybody locked down yeah i'm not seeing them on this wikipedia page so it's perhaps they've uh escaped but (laughs) Have they really is the question. Right? That That is the question. Will any of us escape is really the... the it, it is interesting. This is that whole idea of the chickens coming home to roost in some ways, is that when you have this expansion of empire and when you're in these places and the empire can kind of just run wild because it has that level of of power... And this happened with Julius Caesar, right? You send him out to take places over, and then he brought his army back, and they crossed the Rubicon. And he essentially, Rome thought that they were free. He put it back under the yoke of a dictator, of an emperor, really. And in many ways, we've got these governors deciding that they are going to be little mini-empires, mini-emperors, I should say, you know, but and... Will we will we get out? We actually have Steve in it, this looks like Portsmouth, Arkansas on KBJT. 
He's asking about a vaccine. The, the, the quest for the vaccine, which may or may not ever come, may be what sustains these lockdowns. Steve, how's it going, man? What do you want to talk about? Hey, guys. How are you all this evening? Well, this morning for you, I guess. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, first of all, I want to, I want to touch on the martial law thing. Um, you know, I, I think that we might be a small step closer to martial law, but I don't think we're anywhere near. I mean, I bought a handgun yesterday, so let's not get carried away. Um, you know, I think that some of the larger metropolitan areas are probably a little closer to it than we are, but in Arkansas, we never had a stay-at-home order. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to the guys before, usually when Mark's there, but, uh, you know, my wife had to close her, her beauty salon for, for two months. She was able to open it last week. Um, so, you know, we have to wear a face mask to go into a restaurant, if the restaurant's even open. Uh, as soon as we get our, you get your drink, you can take it off and, and have your meal as you normally would. Uh, are, restaurants so allowed, you know, are restaurants allowed to be open? Yes. Yes, our restaurants and, but, are open. But you're saying that some restaurants – this is what I've been most interested in. So – you said no stay-at-home order, but some businesses were closed. Mm-hmm. Now businesses have been allowed to reopen. Uh, restaurants are allowed to reopen. Are you saying that some restaurants are just simply now not reopening? Some restaurants have decided to wait until phase two uh, when they can go to 60% capacity rather than 30%, which is what they're at now. So, 30 uh, per- so they can open with 30% capacity. Right. I wonder how so many... I wonder how many- I wonder how many restaurants are going to be able to stay profitable if they can only operate at 30% capacity, considering that when those restaurants were were planned and capitalized, that uh, obviously if they were in a specific location, that they were in that location because they needed more than 30% of the location, one would assume. If they can only use 30% of the floor space, do they get to only pay 30% of the rent? That's a good good, good question. That would be that would be nice, but that's you know that's not the way the world works, unfortunately. Um, no, but I, I do know that many. I know several business owners in my area, and their landlords have been very, you know, they've reduced their rent or just told them they don't have to pay rent for right now. Um, but, how long but do you think? How long restaurant- do you think that's sustainable? How long? How long do you think that? That that can be sustained before. Well, I think that depends on who the landlord is. I mean, no, I, I just mean in, I just mean in general. What what would you what would you think before those businesses that are not opening? Because clearly, if they feel like, well, we can't open if it's only at thirty percent capacity, how well, long I'll do you think this, that they, they could sustain? They, well, they they've been open the whole time, but only for like calling orders, curbside, sure, that type of thing. So they, which the one of the guys I know that owns a restaurant said that. You know, his business went down about 65% when they went to call-in orders and curbside only. So these businesses are losing 60 to 70% of their normal income. Um, but now that they're being being able to reopen, some of them have made the decision that, well, 30% of our dining area is not going to make up. Not gonna, It's not going to be worth it to open at 30%. We're going to wait till it's 60. So some so restaurants are open. Some let, me, not. Let, let me ask you something here, Steve, because I think that this kind of comes full circle to your, your, you know, 
thought about us not being under martial law. Well, should I read the definition first? Would that help? Okay, yeah, read the definition, and then I want to make a, a, a little comment on this based on what you said. Go ahead. What's the definition? Okay, so there's, it's a two-part definition, and I suspect, suspect that's the confusion. Okay, go so ahead. So martial law is the imposition of direct military control of normal civil functions or suspension of civil law by a government, especially in response to a temporary emergency where civil forces are overwhelmed or in occupied territory. So, so my, I'm going by number two, not the military on the street. And the reason why I say this is because of exactly what you said, Steve, and it's this. Right now, by law, uh, if you were to go as a, I mean, you know, and you probably know this and your wife knows this as a business owner and, you know, you go into the municipal code and you look and you see there are the regulations for your business, how it's capacity regulations. There are regulations about hours. There's all kinds of regulations depending upon where you live. Right. I guarantee you that these regulations that are saying, for instance, restaurants can only be open for dine-in are nowhere to be found in the municipal code, the state code, the county code. So that tells me that this is coming down by fiat from various different levels. Yeah, we switch from civil law. We switch from civil law, and yeah. we've moved now to basically things coming down executive by fiat, executive law. law, and that is the second definition of martial law. In my, well, in my that, reading of the definition, we're there. But I should have said in the beginning that I don't agree with any of this. I mean, my, my wife was wanting to go ahead and open her salon, um, and we were on the verge of going ahead and letting her do it when the governor decided that beauty salons could open. Uh, I don't believe the government has a right to tell a business owner they can't operate their business. You know, but he is. But so he is doing it. You're saying right. you, he, not he, that he there is isn't it, any martial restrictions, just you don't agree with them, right? Maybe we misunderstood. Yeah, I'm not saying I agree with what's going on, and I certainly, you know, I feel like that if you if you feel like you're in jeopardy of catching this disease, then stay your ass at home. You know, I mean, don't go out. But, right. You know, I, my I, question I, is, go ahead. Well, my question is about the vaccine. You know, when this vaccine does come out, are they going to make me take it, or else I can't participate in society? Because I That's don't take the blue vaccine. That, that will be up to you. Well, I, think or, I, don't, I don't know that. It, thank you for your call, Steve. I, I don't really know that it will be up to him because no, not, Trump has. Not him, you, the people, right? If, okay. if they think that they can push a mandatory vaccine, they might try. If it's very clear to them, we will not take a mandatory vaccine. You cannot, you have no right. This is America. We can. Uh, we will not put stuff in our body. We do not consent. If well, it's very clear, that's the. It's like with the Second Amendment. But it's not going to be clear, my brother. Like there are plenty of. Pe there is a critical mass of people out there. Whether they're real, whether well, we they're got to make puppets, it clear. We have to make it very clear. There's red lines. Well, right? Trump just if made it went, clear that he's mobilizing the military to distribute the vaccine, and he just. I mean, this is today. He's announcing, and yesterday he announced it with Maria Bartiromo on 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 TV, that the military is going to be the ones distributing the vaccine. That tells me if you need the military, as we said, it's probably not going to be a really, truly voluntary operation. Let's just say that. Well, they need to understand that when they involuntarily do stuff, there's consequences. And I think they understand that in terms of the Second Amendment, right? They're, they're not going to do door-to-door -door gun confiscations at a state. Even when California, they pass some crazy new gun law, they don't say, oh, well, they say, well, grandfather you in, right? Because they know if we go door-to-door, -door, there's enough people 
that will resist, that it won't be enforceable, it will lead to disaster. I don't if know, they had the man. same impression for vaccines, they won't make it mandatory. I don't know, man. I just, I, I feel like we are, it is frog in a pot. It is... Well, let's jump out. I have. I, I, we're here. You and I are here. Uh, we've got Carla in Oregon wanting to ask questions about the islands. Maybe we're getting through to some people. We will talk about that when we get back right here on Free Talk Live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. This is Free Talk Live, coming to you from the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas Islands. It is the Friday show. I am Ben. It's Alex. You can call in and talk about whatever you would like. Call in number is 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. We have been talking about science how it seems that the science on this whole lockdown thing is based on a very, very faulty modeling system. And yet, no one is going to give this up. From lockdownskeptics.org, the code review of Ferguson's model, this is a former senior Google engineer who reviewed code that had been, let's just say, massaged for months by Microsoft and Google engineers, not the actual code that gave these uh, millions and hundreds of thousands of deaths um, predictions that were used by the U.S. government, the U.K. government, and others, which have clearly not proven out, including here, where we've had... How many cases have we had here? Under 20. 19, 19 cases. Two people died, uh, both, both of which were... On the older side, probably some comorbidity. Both had comorbidity. Yes. D- diabetes, probably. Um, there's a lot of obesity here on, on this particular island. Uh, well, I think just in the Pacific Islands in general, we this is not some mystery. I'm not we just... We like our spam. There's a lot of spam We like them thick. This is true. This is true. I, well, and it's also culturally selected for. So like in Polynesia, for instance... You know, in the, the, the traditional Hawaiian culture, being a, a bit larger was often a sign of wealth, you know, that you could get. This is true in, in quite a few cultures, actually, around the world. And so, but still, only two 
deaths. And but the prediction of how many deaths were supposed to be here. Oh, well, there was a couple of predictions. Okay, go ahead. Let's 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 hear because this is one of the things that I've liked through this process about Marianas Islands is that this has been because there's only fifty five thousand people in the Commonwealth. This has been a great microcosm since they've been participating in the hysteria. This has been a great microcosm so that we can sort of examine with the numbers small what the realities of this thing is. So go ahead and let's let's read off where Marianas Islands fell in this modeling and predictions. So the the best model after the lockdowns because initially they were you know the whole country was saying we're gonna have like a million plus people dead. Right. It's gonna be panic, like it's gonna be worse than anything we've ever seen before. And then they started revising the models down, 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 down. Oh, this lockdown's working and that's why the model is so off. So after the lockdown already started in April, they said they estimate that it will peak at May 9th with mm. 3,000 cases by May 9th. 3,000 cases by May 9th. So when Not would, just 3,676 3, to be exact. So, which, which is actually, when you're talking about 5,500 people, that 600 makes it a, a pretty big difference in, in your numbers. So, this, when did this model come out that they said? Uh, I believe this was April 9th. So, on April 9th, when the, you know, dude, on April 9th, they had, there's only been since April 9th, because we were here before April 9th, there's only been like five more positives since April 9th, and four of those are asymptomatic. Yep. And they said on April 9th, they said they were expecting 3,000 more cases. Yeah. And clearly that didn't happen. Yeah, they're off by like over a hundred times but here's but this is the microcosm but yet the trajectory of the government's behavior on the other hand go ahead we can make two arguments right let's do it we could say that you know this is nonsense there's been 19 cases these are a bunch of idiots which you know i'm I'm partial to that i'll be honest okay go ahead the other hand we'd be speaking out of two sides of our mouth though because there's asymptomatic carriers right most people who get it don't even know so it's actually, okay. if we did antibody tests, it could be totally possible that we had 3,700 cases. Well, from what I heard from a doctor here just the other night, we were having a conversation about this, and he said thousands of people here have already been tested. And out of the thousands that they tested, they only got these four. So that tells me, I mean, if, if you've already got, let's say we had 1,000 tested and there's four, okay, that gives us a good enough sample so what? Uh, what's four these times fifty-five? Antibody. So they rolled these tests out at the beginning of May after being locked down for a month. So in theory, it should have died off in quarantine as people are like, you know. But that, but that's okay. But it's we're still in the same situation, right? Because I, I that it's fine. We could even deal with that. Let's deal with that. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say every single person. Let's let's give them all everybody, right? Let's say all 55,000 people here have the antibodies, which is what you would get from a vaccine. So basically, let's say everybody's got it already, right? It's it's not actively out there. People have had it. They've they're immune. Why is there still any lockdown? Why would we say everyone has it? I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's not the benefit of the doubt. No, everyone had it. Right, so you said it, I'm, no, obviously everybody does. They're isn't projecting three thousand seven hundred cases and two hundred fifty deaths. 
right? Okay, so the, but that's clearly not happened or happening. It could have been. There's been 3,700 cases. Well, but the, not the deaths. The death is, is the part that you criticize him with. Right? Well, so because be, the deaths is a, a, an objective number. You can yeah. objectively look. Or hospitalizations. I think that's sure. the real sure. metric should be hospitalizations and deaths. And there, there, there haven't really been hospitalizations here at all. The hospitals are under. I don't know about you, but I don't care if someone gets the cold. I don't care if someone no. gets the flu. No. I care about when people are dying, right? If you're, sure. You get sick. That's part of being human. Yes. It's uh, what happens after. Do you recover or do you not? Well, this, I think what you just said is one of the most important things that people are missing and why i say this is part of what i call the dim age it's almost like a dark age it's of like superstition and magic somewhere along the line we forgot that getting sick how did we, how does this escape an adult human being that getting that you are going to get sick in your life you are going to have minor illnesses we have all had Probably everybody, if you're an adult, you've had dozens, if not hundreds of minor illnesses, some that were so minor that they lasted like 12 hours. You had a little sniffle. Hmm, what's that? I wonder what it is. Boom. Your body had knocked it out. Others that were like. Others, like, you're curled up over that porcelain sure. throne. Just sure. Or, you know, or, or coming out or of or both worse. sides. I had chicken pox. Did you have chicken pox? No. I had chicken pox when I was, I mean, I'm a little older than you. So I think they may have had the chicken pox vaccine by the time. Uh, you know, you were probably ready to get chickenpox, but everybody got chickenpox. In my mom's generation, everybody got measles and mumps. These were they were called childhood diseases. Everybody got it, and a couple died. But in general, most people Dude, were okay. Very Just like few. Nobody was. There was no fear that I was going to die when I got chickenpox. That was the last... Look, I, I'm a very perceptive... I think I was five or six years old. I'm very perceptive. I've got a lot of empathy. empathy. I can read people very well. That's been successful for me in the careers that I've had. There was not the littlest bit of stress that I was in any actual danger when I got the chickenpox from my parents or anyone else around. None. They knew how to deal with it. Get some calamine lotion. Get some Aveeno bath. You know, but those were the, those were the dark ages when you know a kid could walk to school by themselves at the Thank age of you. fifteen. You Thank know, you. weren't worried that like you know, oh, they're gonna like get lost and die. Well, and... but th then again, can't they still? I, I feel like this is all part of the same thing: the infantilizing, the overprotectiveness of society in general and we've forgotten what it is to be human because you know what the world it's it's a it's got sharp edges there are sharp edges in this world we've domesticated ourselves well, uh, we are a domesticated species yes i would say that i would say that and it's yeah it's but back to the model it's well let's let's uh let's talk about the model in just a minute because i think it's it can't be stressed enough when these people are talking about we're trusting in science, and the science is flawed. Something's got to change. Call us. Tell us what you think. 855-453. We'd love to hear from you. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Friday show. We are coming to you from the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas Islands. 
the island of Saipan in the middle of the Pacific to be specific. I am Ben. And it's Alex. <laughs> that was corny. That was corny. We we are here. We're not as locked down as other places, but there are, I think that people should be taking their opportunity to get out when they can. Uh, we, we heard that in Arizona, you know, they're not as locked down. In Florida, they're not as locked down. I came from California, so this is really a a stark difference from that. Before I was in California, I was in New Hampshire. And for those who are in New Hampshire, you can go to ForkFest 2020. Uh, we, we believe that this is probably going to take place. Uh, you can join liberty-minded voluntarists. Anarchists and Libertarians from June 29th until July 5th for ForkFest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. That means there's no ticket cost. You just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 29th until July 5th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can simply relax and go camping with other liberty lovers, or you could create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for, for ForkFest, please be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. That's ForkFest.party. So, yeah, just call Rogers Campground 4th of July. Isn't that going to be weird, Alex? Like, let's celebrate our independence on lockdown. Yeah, I think that's when we're really going to see the, the energy start to come up, right? When it's 4th of July and they're like, you can't have a barbecue with your family. Mm. People are like, uh, what now? Mm. <laughs> Good luck. And the, the police and stuff are probably going to want to take that day off, too. It's going to be hard to break up millions of barbecues all across the country. That well, was, I, you know, people, people are going to get rowdy. Well, I don't know, man. People have been, you know, there hasn't, there, there has not, they have not needed to put boots on the ground. People have been playing along with this game, but you may be, you yeah, may they've very been well playing be right. along because it was, it's just a two week shutdown. Right. Can't you just for two weeks just have yeah, some e compassion was, for grandma? Everybody was telling me just that. Just think of grandma for just two weeks. It's, you know? people, people who believe that it was from the beginning. And the thing is, I was very public about my statements on this. Like You can go back and look at my Twitter from February even. I was very public. And I, you know, people were like, exactly that. Oh, you have, you want people to die. You can't, you can't be selfish two weeks. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Southern California. What did they just say? July for sure. This was back in February, February, March for sure. And, and I was like, it's not going to be two weeks because you don't know what the state is. You don't know anything about the state. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah, they just shift the goalpost. You know, first it was like, do. we just need time to get ventilators. You know, right. we're flatten, gonna need the flatten the curve. 30,000 ventilators for New York, you know, we just stay home so we can like gather some ventilators. And then it's like, okay, ventilators, uh, those don't work as well as we thought. And we have too many of them anyway. So what do we need now? Uh, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. PPE, we need PPE, some uh, new yeah. PPE. And uh, we need these viral drugs and, you know, vaccines. And it's, they've switched. And it, sometimes they switch throughout the day. Right, maybe sure. in the morning yeah. they start off like you know the vaccine, and then it's like they're trying to wear you down. Well, you know? I I've heard from many people that uh, you know 
they're exhausted, and that's why they're just not participating. We've got let's go to the phones, man. We've got Paul Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's listening on WGOW. Paul wants to talk about uh, maybe has some information. We were talking about childhood illnesses. What say you, Paul? Oh, 62 years old. If you don't mind me getting in my soapbox, go ahead. <laughs> I agree with. Uh, I'd say 99.6% of what you're talking about. Uh, the human race is resounding. It is. It will survive. Look at the stuff we've survived over the years. You know, plagues, uh, infestations, uh, bug attacks, volcanic eruptions. Hey. Sure. Um, at 32, I got chicken pox. Mm. My son brought it home from grade school. And... I went. To, I just had a bad cold. I couldn't stand it anymore. I went to the, the doctor, and they almost put me in the hospital because the guy next to me was 45, and they, it would have killed him. I went home. I got better. I'm, I'm fine, you know. Right. <laughs> I had the measles when I was a kid. Uh, I had, like I said, chicken pox at 32. I've had a few colds here and there. I'm diabetic. I'm still alive. You know, it's, it's a panic level I've never seen before, and that's just what it is. It's a panic level. And uh, I, 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 I definitely my, agree with that. And why are we so afraid of death? It's like I've never seen a society more afraid of death than we are now that could care less about living. Well, let me let me give some, maybe some thought on this because I've been thinking about it quite a bit. There is something, you know, you know this is affecting for a, a good chunk the baby boomer generation, right? They're starting to leave the planet. They're starting to pass on into the next dimension. And right. that generation, the narrative of that generation, I mean, this was the generation that said, don't trust anybody over the age of 30, right? The whole idea was that there was this <laughs> underlying, we're going to live forever, we're going to be young forever. That generation has played that out. I mean, plastic surgery came up during as, as that generation started to get older and whatnot. That, that, you know, the investing in staying young and the ideal of wanting to remain young has been a... That's been a big part, something big of that generation. And as age has set in, I think some of this is just really a level of denial. What do you think about that, Paul? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, personally, I intend to live to be at least 100. Good. <laughs> now, if God changes his mind and wants to be some other place, hey, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> well, do you think the boomers yeah. are the problem? I'm not getting the impression that the boomers are... The engineers of this. They seem to be the like no. opportunists. I think it's like the no. the young radical, like expand the state progressive wing really loves this the most. Yeah, the the, the ones who, who didn't get any American history or world history in school. Right. Uh, the ones who probably didn't get their constitution test done, which was required at my time, uh, both state and uh and, and national. Um I was living in Illinois till well, until I was 50, moved to Arizona for a couple of years, and now I'm here. But uh, I grew up around the Chicago area, and it progressively got weirder. I don't mm. know if want to use that word or not. But it, it was, um, oh, yeah, talk, 4th of July, Chicago area, uh, taste of Chicago, right around right. the 4th of July. Grant right. Park is like 18 billion people. Right. That's going to be interesting on 4th of July, won't it? Yeah, this <laughs> is, I mean, I... Show. There's there there is so much weirdness. Thank you for the call, Paul. Thank you very much. There there is just so much weirdness. Weird is a good word. I've been 
I've been using that word. When people are like, well, why did you leave California? And I say, it got re- it was getting weirder and it was already weird. I think the only way to describe this is weird. Well, I would just remind people that, you know, don't be so obsessed with avoiding death that you forget to live. Mm. Wise words. Call in and give us your wise words. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Free Talk Live. This is the Friday show. I am Ben. And it's Alex. You can call in and talk to us about anything you'd like. 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. Although you can talk about anything, why would you want to talk about anything besides this global kerfuffle that we've got going on? We've, we're going to go to the phones in just a second. We've got Dave in Jackson. Uh, what is that? Jackson, Mississippi. Ooh. Ooh, Jackson, Mississippi. Right before we do, though, want to give a thank you to uh, our amplifier uh, today. C&J Bartholomew is our gold amplifier. Tell, tell them about this amplifier program. Yeah, I don't know about you, Vin, but I'm having a great time. I think we're, we're doing a lot of good work for yes. spreading ideas. You can call in if you think you, you can do it better. You have criticism. There's not many places like that out there. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you value the ability to call in freedom, liberty, support Free Talk Live, the way to do that is through the AMP program, Advertise, Market, and Promote. The show's on over 200 radio stations around the country. <laughs> oh, man. My man's been eating Cheerios. Yeah. 200 radio stations around the country. We want to get to 400, 300. All of them. Oh, see, I had turned you down so that you could cough. We want to get to all of the stations, and you can help us by doing that, uh, participating in the AMP program. So, yes, CNJ Bartholomew, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for that. And we would like to see all of you as amplifiers helping us to spread the message of liberty. And, uh, yes, of course, you can call in and talk about anything that you want. And so let's go to the phones. We've got Dave, Jackson, Mississippi, WKHM. Dave, what say you? No, oh, no, Michigan. He's in Michigan. I'm sorry. He's in Michigan. I'm sorry. You're in Jackson. Hey, we got a favorable ruling. The Republicans did. They got a favorable ruling in the court there, and it's going to go to the Supreme Court sometime next week. But... Uh, our D-Day is, is going to be on Memorial Day. we got all kinds of beaches there and sand on the, uh, on the Great Lakes shoreline. And if it's uh, 85, 90 degrees and sunny, Whitmer is going to not only have to call the uh, Michigan National Guard, she will have to call the Coast Guard if she wants to get these people off the beach. 
So yes, Michigan. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I did you uh, uh, Mississippi there. I saw the I saw the Jackson Michigan. You know I have such great friends. It's weird. I have uh, rarely spent time in Michigan, but I love Michiganders. I think that it's probably it, culturally Michiganders are some of the most unique and interesting, and also just sort of straightforward folks that I've ran into. I'm surprised that this governor has been able to get away with what she has gotten away with. Dave, what is it? That, uh, I, I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted you. What's going on? You were talking about something with the, something going to the Supreme Court uh, regarding her orders? Yeah, what she did is she's closed off the campground, so there's no camping. And Memorial Day is on the 25th, and we got to stay at home order until the 28th of May. And it just isn't going to wash with a four-day weekend. If it's nice out, these people are going to hit the... Uh, and it's beautiful up here in Michigan on the uh, on the beaches. Uh, Lake Michigan, Lake Huron, uh, wherever you go here in Michigan, it's, it's beautiful on the Great Lakes. And uh, if she wants to stop them, she's going to have to call out the Michigan National Guard and also uh, the Coast Guard because I don't see it happening. I see these people busting loose. And kind of like what happened over there in... Uh, in Wisconsin, I see a carbon copy of that, gentlemen. And you guys keep up the good work because you're good libertarians. And these kids read the Constitution. Don't let this happen. I'm just a 65-year-old man. These people suck. And you let them know that they suck. Thank you. Thank you so much oh, for the call. Thank you. Dave right? sounds like you're kind of guy. He sounds yeah. like you're kind of guy, no, Alex. You gotta get out there, raise some rabble. You know, it's the the government should fear the people, and I think they've forgotten that. And it's time we remind them. And what better way to do that than by having a barbecue on the beach? Yeah, this is Jefferson said: tyranny is when the people fear the government, and liberty is when the government fears the people. It's deep. Yeah, it's deep. The government. The I government think also, should feel. As fear another the quote about trees, do you know that one? <laughs> The tree of liberty from time to time needs to be refreshed with the blood of tyrants. I think it was something along those lines. <laughs> I guess uh, if, we, quite, quite a if there's food individual. shortages in the store, we'll have to find alternative sources of meat. Oh, boy. Well, Soylent Green is people. You can give us a call and uh, give your opinions on uh, quotes of the Founding Fathers or anything else that you would like. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3737. Three, three. You know, Thomas Jefferson is known to have had, at the time, one of, if not the largest private collection of books, libraries, in, I, I believe it is, in the, in the English-speaking world at that time. The top book, top-selling book in the English, uh, in the American colonies, I should say, sev- in 1776, was Thomas Paine's Common Sense. It's interesting to me that what marked the beginning of America, really you could say that uh, America is the, was birthed out of the Enlightenment, out of the t- same time that what we consider to be our crowning achievements of science were also really flourishing. Science, economics, uh, a, a philosophy of culture, a philosophy of society, the 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 rebirth of and, and amalgamation of some of the greatest ideals in, in how to govern people. And it seems like the end of that era or the end of that empire, we are returning to, they're still saying science, 
like the governor of California, says, we're going to rely on the science. We're going to rely on the science. But then when the science turns out, as it did with this Neil Ferguson, the quote-unquote science, because the man's got a PhD after his name, means that he can write a model that doesn't work in a single line of shoddy spaghetti code that's a single page that's 15,000 lines, and that now constitutes science enough for totalitarianism to get justified. It seems like we have come full circle on this whole thing. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's the, and they even talk about that in the criticism. It's the credentialism. I have a PhD. I'm a doctor now. You should call me doctor because I got a PhD. I never liked that idea. People introduce themselves. I remember as a kid, they'd say, oh, like doctor so-and-so. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Uh, like- hold, hold, hold on, hold on. We've got a very important uh, call. Let's see if we can Top we can bring books. this through. Uh, we've got uh, Moese Jerom, and Moese is calling us from uh, Moesege Jerom. It looks like it's calling us from Uganda and wants to tell us Uganda is locked down, and uh, he wants to tell us about that. Are, are you? Am I saying this right, Moesege? Are you yes, there? Yes, it's right. Mwesige Joram from Uganda. Tell us what's going on in Uganda. We we may in in just a minute have to have to go to a little break, but keep keep talking. I'll let you know. I would love to hear how things are going. We're not get. We don't know how it is in Uganda. Talk to us. What's going on? Yes, like the rest of the world, Uganda is locked down, and what is, what is bad enough, uh, the government is infringing on people's rights. For example, Uganda is locked down. People are not allowed to access food. Government is giving people rotten food, rotten expired milk, and politicians and individuals are not allowed to supply food. When you do that, is attempted murder. And most of people have been arrested, especially politicians. Some politicians have been arrested, tortured, because they are trying to give people food. Wait, so you, and remember, wait, 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 Ugandan wait, 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 Ugandan stop. population is please, poor. Please stop. One Pardon? second. What, yes, yes, one second. So, so you're telling me... Hold, hold on one hold second. On. We've got somebody who just jumped in here. Um, you're telling me that in Uganda, if you, that the Ugandan government is giving people rotten food, and if you try to give people food, they're arresting you for attempted murder? Is that correct? Yes, it is correct. The government passed a decree, passed an order. Oh, and one oh, of MP called Zake was arrested and was tortured because of trying to give people food. Stay, stay, people on, stay on the line the here. Stay on the line here. Arrested. Stay on the line here. We've got to go to, to a quick break, but stay on the line. We will get you when we come back. I'd love to hear more about this, uh, what's going on in Uganda. Call us if you want to tell us what's going on in your neck of the woods. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are coming to you from the northern Marianas Islands. You can call in and talk about anything you like. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. It's Vin. And Alex. You can also call in on the Discord call-in lines. That is Discord dot LRN dot FM. And we're going to go to the Discord line uh, we're going. We're hearing from Wasige, who is in Uganda. He was just telling us about the situation there and how, if you uh, that the government is giving people rotten food, they are not allowing food to be uh, sent or or given to people. And if you try to give people food independently, 
What's going on with Seagate? Tell us, tell us about what's happening over there. Yes, as I told you earlier, when the government is, restrict, is restricting giving food, it is actually trying to monopolize that. And the, the government put an, an I put actually proposed an order, actually, if anybody or a politician give food, he will be charged with attempted murder. And most people have been caned because of that. Some have been taken to prison, and one of the MP called Zaka, as I told you, was tortured. He has wound all over the body. And others actually are suffering because of that. The markets, some markets have been closed, those which are not practicing social distancing. And food, getting food, of course, it is quite challenging some people. And because people are locked down, they are not working. And you remember the population in Uganda, as I told you, is poor, 90% earn from hand to mouth. If someone does not go to work, of course, you will remain at the expense of either stealing from a neighbor or waiting for the government to bring food. As I told you, the government is bringing food, which is not enough, in order in efficiency of the government. The food is not always enough. When they bring it, they bring it late, and I told you they bring poor posture, which is bad. As I told you, the speaker recently was complaining, the speaker of parliament was complaining that food is rotten, and the, the beans are rotten, and the milk which were served to the young people, that's those who are disabled, and others, and the expensement mother, the food was expired, the milk was expired, I mean. And that food I'm talking about, it came at a very costly price. Uganda has recently borrowed four, four, nine, eight million from USA dollars from what I mean IMF, and it also borrowed some money. It got some money from America and the embassy here in Uganda. It also borrowed. It got money also from the the, the Parliament of Uganda. Also passed the money, and that money. It has been given to the some to the executive and the task force, which is actually concerned with supplying food. And the contract were awarded to the relative who were supplying that broken food. When yeah. you see the circus within food and the, actually the order on that food supply and the lockdown, all about violating the, whatever the citizen liberty. And of course, the government has gone ahead. Uh, you can hear me. Yeah, you're 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 breaking up a little bit. This is uh, hold, hold yes. on. Yes. Yeah. Give give me give me one second. You're you're breaking up here. Maybe we can we can get it to clear up a little bit. I think it's I think this is really something that everybody who is saying why can why are you against these lockdowns and 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 putting the narrative of oh you don't care people are going to die. All of those people should realize you are responsible. The people in the uh, in Europe, in the United States, who have advocated for these lockdowns, who have allowed all of this chicanery to go on, and and then it spread. I said that this was the real virus. This was the mimetic virus, the mind virus that was going to spread, and now it has spread to places that cannot sustain it, like Uganda. And this is what happens. So if you are supporting lockdowns in your country because you're comfortable, you are responsible, in my opinion, for the suffering of the individuals in the places that can't support it. Mwesige, are you still there? 
Maron, sir. Yes, go ahead. You the sound much better about, now. The, person, the, the question about lockdown is quite challenging because, as I told you, Uganda is a poor, a poor population. Is a country with a very big poor population, like the rest of Africa. So when the government locked down, locked down, and people cannot work, cannot access anything, actually. The lockdown in, is an economic virus which mm -hmm. affects the majority of the people here. And people are dying because some, some people are dying of other diseases mm -hmm. due to lockdown. Mm -hmm. They cannot go to hospital. They don't have transport means. And accessing the public transport means is a very, very challenging. Calling the number, sometimes they, they, they put a public number to call. When you call it, it's always unavailable or it is always busy. Mm -hmm. So some pregnant mothers, people who are sick of pressure, they always find the challenges. So locking down is kind of challenging. And as I told you, it is a, an economic virus. So we, the government needs to revise that one. One of the politicians was recently saying, if you lock down someone, you're supposed to feed him. For example, if they take, they take you in prison, the government takes yes. a, man, a charge, a mandate of feeding you. So the lockdown, someone was saying, if people are all locked down, the government is supposed to feed them also. Yes. Because the government charges people here the taxes. So people have a, a debated claim for that, but though the government does not use it properly. Mm -hmm. As I told you, this lockdown has also been used by the government here as a tool to oppress citizens, especially those in opposition. Mm -hmm. Next year, we are going in an election to, over, to overthrow the government, the president who has stayed in power for five years now, almost. But the government, as I'm saying, it has taken an advantage to lock the opposition. They are taking up the sword. They want to grab that opportunity and show the people that the only government that is working. So the people who intend to collect all the food, they must take them to the government task force, which which government task force will supply. And actually, most people have supplied eggs, have supplied this fresh food. That fresh food is being supplied is not given to the people. People mm. are asking themselves, where does that food donated by the people? Where is it going? Only government is getting some portion and other vote on the money which is budgeted for. But this food donated, we don't know where it's going, actually. Mm. People are not getting eggs because some people are donated eggs. They donated mm. milk, they donated cabbage, matoke, but that food is non-existent. Mm. We don't know, we are, people are asking where is it going. Well, we know. I think, I think you know, for, uh, history tells us and the nature of government tells us exactly where it's going. It, a government getting a chance to be corrupt, a corrupt government is going to take this narrative and they're going to run with it. Mwesige, thank you very much for the call. Uh, would love to hear from you again next week if you'd like to call in. Uh, we would, absolutely would love to hear from you. Th these are important stories, Alex. It's yeah, I think it's a, we need to remember that we're a small percentage of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Even though America, we're a huge country, we're not even 5% of the global population. It's mm -hmm. nice to get a reminder every once in a while that there's other countries, other people out there, and as bad as we have it, they have it worse, and the worst. Well, are but we also have a responsibility, and this is, you know, I've compared this for months now to to the Salem witch trials, and during that time, there was 
a witch panic throughout the world. This is a mass hysteria that we're in. And the problem with the mass hysteria is, well, it might just be a game to some, like the celebrities here who are holed up in their house or the nurses playing on, on uh, making little TikTok dance videos. When that spreads, when the hysteria spreads, you are responsible for who it spreads to. Just in the same way that they're trying to say, oh, if it spreads to grandma, you're responsible for her death. Well, all of you who have spread this mind virus and, and allowed the state to be totalitarian where you are, you're responsible for what Mwasige is talking about in Uganda. I fully hold you responsible, fully, 100% for the spreading of that virus. Yeah, tens, if not hundreds of millions of lives are at stake here. This isn't just some you know local governor campaigning for their re-election in a few months. This is like lives at stake, and we shouldn't forget that. It's a, yes, this is an absolutely... Absolutely a life or death scenario for a lot of people, and it's it's not going to be about the virus come a year from now, six months from now. I don't believe it's about the virus now. It's certainly not about the virus where we are at the moment. There are four confirmed cases, all of whom are asymptomatic. They quarantined them all, by the way. So that's interesting, right? You're imprisoned, quarantined. There's a lot that's not about this virus, but there's a lot that's about liberty. That's going to be it for us today, Alex. Thanks. Thanks, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we will see you guys again next week, next Friday evening, where we'll be back from CNMI right here on Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. Your amp will directly change more lives by getting Free Talk Live in front of people looking for talk radio online and on the air. You can help by joining the AMP program for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com and getting perks. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is a Corona crisis self-reliance alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power, just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. A limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids this summer will not be a problem if you go to MySolarBackup.com and get your solar backup generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at MySolarBackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to MySolarBackup.com. That's MySolarBackup.com.